Well, hello and welcome to the Expert Edge podcast. Today is going to be super good. I have got an interview that really was conversational and deep and valuable with one of my really good friends and buddies, uh, Rick Mulready. Now, if you know Rick Mulready, he's one of the leading experts when it comes to Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and really like optimizing your business, especially in that space. And you're going to hear his journey of how he really led in a specific area and he's starting to kind of scale out. Uh, the conversation, I think, if you want to really understand the journey of what it takes to go from zero, which he started out just, you know, not that long ago, up to seven figures, uh, and then how to actually do that in a way that serves you and serves your family, then I think you're going to love, love this conversation. So some of the highlights, what we talked about and why I think you should listen to this session is he talked about how he scaled from zero to seven figures in under four years, hit it, and then what actually happened after that and the realization, because what happened was he dipped back down. And we're going to talk about why he dipped back down and then how he dipped back up again, kicked back up. So super interesting conversation. We talk about how you can remove your ego from your business and why that's really going to help you to discover your driving force to help you to take your business to the next level without burning yourself out. We talk about the future of Facebook ads, of course, which is his main kind of focus and topic. We talk about optimization in your business and really specifically around Facebook ads and why you need to be leaning into video, why video is so hot right now. And we there's some really cool uh, like tips and tricks that you can use in your Facebook ads to really start scaling that out. And if you haven't yet also, make sure you go over and check out his podcast. It's called The Art of Online Business. So definitely head over and check out him there as well. So without further ado, let's get into it. And I trust you're going to have a really great conversation with us as you kind of listen in on the Expert Edge podcast. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So Rick Mulready, welcome to the show, brother. Great to have you here. Dude, I am honored to be here. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> so good, man. Now, uh, for those of you who are listening and you don't, you don't know Rick yet, uh, Rick and I have been friends for a number of years now. We've been doing our businesses together for a while now in various masterminds and so forth. Um, and I just have massive respect for Rick in terms of his thinking, his philosophy, how he runs his family. Uh, and so I would love for them to get to know you a little bit more, Rick, in terms of like, tell them about like, what's been your journey from, I know you were in corporate before and tell us mm -hmm. about like maybe kind of your journey and some of the, you know, like a breakthrough moment or a few breakthrough moments that you've had in building your expert business. Yeah. The corporate world was, I was just talking about to somebody about this the other day. So I started in the corporate world. I'm going to date myself in 2000 and um and i and you know because i came out of school and i interned and i worked in the hockey world for a while and i loved all that but then i was like all right let's go to the corporate world so i loved it at first i worked at aol back in the east coast in virginia and i loved it <laughs> are they still uh, around aol <laughs> this is this is actually back in the days of the disc like you know aol sending the disc out and like the, the dial-up sound like the <laughs> Uh, dial up sound. Yeah. <laughs> and um but it was a lot of fun right like i really enjoyed my time at aol back then and then i moved out here to the west coast and i worked for like yahoo and funny or die and all that stuff and then i in in the fall of 2012 i left the corporate world because i was like i want to do my own thing i'm tired of relying on you know young junior sales planners to dictate how successful i am as a sales young person kids. yeah <laughs> yeah and totally. so I was like, I want to be an online entrepreneur. I don't didn't had no idea what that truly meant, and so I fumbled around for 15 months um, trying to figure this out. Right, and in 2010 is actually when I started teaching myself Facebook ads because, you know, I'd been in online advertising at that point for 10 years, and I was like, well, I know this world, this whole Facebook thing is starting to grow, and and advertising is 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 um, a great way to reach a target audience on there just kind of learn this stuff here. 
And so I thought that was the thing that I was going to do, meaning manage, manage Facebook ad campaigns for other, other people. That didn't go so well. And um, so talk about breakthrough. My first breakthrough was when I finally hired a coach. Our, our, you know, original mutual coach, James Wedmore was in January of 2014. And that was the, the first breakthrough I had in that I'll never forget the first day I met with him. He said, why aren't you making any money? And I was like, uh, uh, I don't know. And he's like, you know the answer. And I was like, because I'm not selling anything. <laughs> He's like, ding, ding, ding. You got that right. So I was like, yeah, for 15 months, I hadn't been selling anything. I wonder why my revenue wasn't going anywhere. So, so, so then we created a webinar and then I did 30K in 45 days in the first part of 2014. I was like, oh, that's what's possible with this. Mm-hmm. And I went on to do, I remember $110,000 the first year. And um oh, good. So it was just kind of learning the online, yeah. online world. And we, so you were kind of, I call it kerfuffling around for a while. So you, for about it's a good, 50, it's a good way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> My kids love totally that was. term. Yeah. <laughs> they always love, but it's like, but when you say 15 months, like that actually isn't that long, you know, in terms of a business, it feels long, but for, I watch a lot of people kind of kerfuffling around and not actually, you know, going after it. And I, and I think it's so true that like when you hire a coach, doesn't matter what coach it is, as yeah. long as they've got integrity and they're good at what they do. Like yeah. there's something that happens in you where you like, you just commit at another level and you like show up at another level. Um, I so mean, I paid, he, he, yeah. And, and I, I chased James <laughs> literally and figuratively for, for, the, for a good six months for him to agree to be my coach because he wasn't coaching one-on-one at the time. Right. But he'd been recommended to me by a few different people in the online space to to coach with. And um, when, I, when I finally broke him down enough to say yes to me, he was, you know, in his, in his mind, he was like, I'm going to charge this guy an exorbitant amount of money for him to say no because he didn't really want to do it. But mm-hmm. I surprised him by saying yes. <laughs> It Great was, surprise. <laughs> yeah, I paid him 10 grand for a few sessions and I yeah. was like, Ugh. you know, yeah. like here I was running out of money because I had savings from the corporate world. Yeah. And here I was running out of money, but I made the investment. And to your point, Colin, I was just like, all right, this is another this is another level here. I'm going to mm-hmm. do like he tells me whatever to do. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And the cool thing was so I true. saw I saw results from it like within the first 60 days. And I was like, oh, OK, this and I made the investment back, obviously right off the bat. I'm like, yep. all right, cool. But that's the thing is like, you got to have, we all need, we all need some sort of mentorship or coaching, mm-hmm. regardless of where we are in our business. You know, mm-hmm. whether you're doing just starting out or you're doing seven figures or what eight, fig, whatever it is, you need a coach, right? Like mm-hmm. the rock has, um, you know, a, a, <laughs> the rock, ex- how good the ex- rock, <laughs> an exercise coach, right? Doesn't he have like a, doesn't he have like a, he's probably like an exercise nine. physiologist or whatever, like, <laughs> The Rock, like he has a coach. He has coaches for different things. Like, like we all need coaches. Right? Dude, I love be, that. That can. I mean, like, tell us, success. tell me one Olympic athlete who doesn't have a coach. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's it's just because you can't see your blind spots, all that sort of stuff. Um, tell us about your like your journey because you got. Um, yeah. Because I think originally I spoke with you. I was like, oh, did you just try and try to do it without Facebook ads? Mm-hmm. and things like that first. And you were like, no, I went straight into Facebook ads, which wasn't my journey. Like, to be honest, it wasn't because I was very much serving corporate audiences at the time. So I, Facebook ads wasn't as big serving corporates. Yeah. And it took me about, I would say six or seven years to actually run an ad, literally. Oh, really? So so tell me about like your journey of like building your business. I know you've run ads from like right and we can mm-hmm. talk about ads a bit later on, but like, yeah. tell me about your journey of like how your business has scaled up, scaled back and then scaling mm-hmm. up again. And, and that, so people can understand the journey. Yeah. And, and you're totally right, Colin. Like I started ads, I mean, cause that was what I knew. Right. And you know, mm-hmm. people often say like, well, yeah, you did 30 K in the first 60 days of, of, your first webinar because people knew you and like, no, no one knew who I was. That's you know? so true, dude. I need to say something on this because yeah. people will mention, they'll be like, oh my gosh, like, you know, Rick Mulready, the Rick Mulready, all that sort of stuff. But it's like you made, you created yourself from getting yourself out there. Well, and that was part of why I was so afraid to put myself out there back in January of 2014 was because no one knew who I was. Who was I to be doing this stuff? 
Amy Porterfield and Mari Smith had literally written the book on Facebook marketing. They wrote mm. Facebook marketing for dummies. And, you know, I had gotten- Did to Amy write that book? She was a co-author of that book. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Anyway, yeah, sorry, there was one other note. person. I forget who it was, but, and I apologize for that person. That person. <laughs> but like, but like I was starting out, I had no email list. I yeah. had nothing. And I had started a podcast, right? I'd started a podcast right. called Inside Social Media in the summer-ish, I think, of 2013. Yeah. But again, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, relevant to what I was actually getting into in, in from the form of Facebook ads. So I started with nothing and I was like, the fastest way to do this is run ads. I can yeah. get in front of people. And this is back in the days of, you know, $2 webinar leads <laughs> in the good old days, right? The good old days. <laughs> but like, that's how I started. And and I, I frankly have um, never, well, that, I mean, the the podcast was the biggest, the best thing I've ever done for the business as far as reaching a global audience. And I started that in, I want to say June of 2014, I think. So yeah, I've been doing this for six years on the podcast. But but even still with the podcast, it wasn't, I didn't start out with the kind of numbers I have now. Mm-hmm. It was all ads. Like I didn't do, I wasn't doing any kind of like organic social media. I wasn't doing, you know, blog post writing or anything. I just wasn't, you know, that was, I knew ads. I knew that was like, I can, this is the fastest way for me to do this. Let's do it. And that's what, and that, and, and that's what allowed me to grow. We, we grew to seven figures in four years, which was amazing. Which is crazy. Like, like that is yeah. so insane. Yeah. And had, then, and then what was that like? Like the ship was like going at <laughs> 4 million miles an hour. Well, at that point it was like, awesome. We did it. And totally. not to like minimize that achievement, but then it was like, Oh, now what? <laughs> like that was my goal. Wow, that's along. interesting. Cause I was like, cause everyone talks like, Oh, seven figures, seven figures. You got yeah. And that is, that's an amazing feat. And when you put yeah. that in perspective, like, Holy cow, how many, like so few people actually reach that. But yet in the online world, especially that's the number that everyone chases. Yeah. So like when I have students come to me and they say that they want to do that, I'm like, awesome. But I ask them why, like, mm. I want to make sure that they're, they're not doing it because they see somebody else doing it. I want them to do it for the right reasons that's special to them. So can I dive into this with you? Because I think there's a lot of people who would listen, who would go, I want to run a seven-figure business. Totally. You hit the seven-figure business, Mark, and it and you, I'm wondering how, because then you said, then you're like, now what? What has changed in your thinking, in your mindset, mm. in running your business and your life since you hit that mark and then now relooking at how you run your business. Well, yeah, and and we were talking prior to hitting record here, but mm. you know, I've gone through so that first 4 years again was just running running as fast as I can, sell 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 and deliver obviously. And yeah. and I and I made a name for myself if yeah. you know, as quote unquote the Facebook ads guy, which is which I'm super grateful for. When I reached that point though, I didn't I hadn't taken the time to really build a strong foundation in the back end of the business meaning like systems and processes and uh, team building and coaching, like becoming the CEO of my business. Mm. Like I hadn't taken the time to do any of that. And so when we hit that point and I decided, you know, like I need to start building my team out. I had, and I, I started to do that, but I hadn't put the things in place in order for that, t- for the team to be successful. And so what we saw was a dip in revenue the next year in 2018 and it was for that reason like i invested more in the team but i hadn't done the work to be the ceo that i needed to be in order to help the team grow the business Mm -hmm. and so we kind of spent 2018 working on the team getting more of the back-end processes and systems in place and then 2019 started to see an uptick again um, where we, we, we started to come back up and we did end up hitting, you know, re hitting the seven figure mark, but it was that sort of two year period where things were really turbulent. Yeah. I was also going through, and I know that you were in that, you were in the room when I was, uh, this was in New York. I remember distinctly, we were on yeah. a, we were one of our retreat mastermind retreats. We were in New York and we we're in this amazing, like, I think it was like just a conference room or whatever, but it was, I, I stood up front for my, for my hot seat and I said, guys, I need to 
I'm doing way too much in the business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know that this is something that your audience talks a lot about. You talk a lot about it's like more is not better. Mm. We think it is. We think like, oh, we, we need to scale our revenue. So let's create new. Let's create new, add more complexity. Well, that's what I did because I started off with my original ads program for online experts. But then somebody said in our original mastermind, somebody said, why don't you do an ads program for local businesses? I was like, sure, good idea. So I did that. Then it was like, wait, serve ad managers. And I'm like, yeah, good idea. Do that. So like before I knew it, I had three online courses. Wow. I had, I was doing live events. I had a group coaching program and I had a membership. Yeah. My head was like exploding. exploding. And so as far as a progression goes, I've come full circle six and a half years later mm. where I'm, I only serve online experts, meaning course creators, you've got a membership, maybe you do an online coaching, that sort of thing. And now I have two offers. Yeah. And, and even one of those offers has, has evolved as well. And so I'm all about simplicity mm. and I'll say one more thing. What I thought I wanted, and again, you and I were talking about this earlier, yeah. when I was growing to seven figures, my, my vision was like, I want to grow as, as, as big as possible and I want a big team and I want an office and people coming in and it's like, holy cow. Like after, like, I, I was like, no, I don't, don't want that. And that was actually in the past year, like literally sort of halfway through 2019, I was like, you know what? I don't want a big team. I don't want an office where people come into I want to keep this as simple as possible. And I know we're going to talk about this, but I also had a daughter in mm. December of 2018 and that changed everything right, in a good way, mm. but just things change as I, as I went along. And, and I think the the key thing here is for everyone listening and everyone growing their business, it's okay to change and, and like pivot. And you, now that you hear that word thrown around a lot, but like what you want in the beginning doesn't necessarily carry you through throughout the entire you know, life of your business, if you will, as you're, as you're growing. It's so true. It's kind of like uh, the picture I had, it's almost like the burning off of ego in yeah. a sense Yeah. that, you know, you head out in your business and, you know, not for everyone, but a lot of people get into it because they want, they want the metrics, they want the number, they want the seven figure mark, they want the, yeah. you know, all the numbers. And a lot of it is ego, like, and they may not say that, but it's like, it's to like make them like feel good about themselves. And then you hit those things and then, and then usually, you know, God, the universe, mm -hmm. something shows up and literally just smacks you over the head with a, with a haymaker. And then you're like, hang on, like <laughs> maybe this isn't the way to actually build this long term. Yeah. Have you had any of those moments? Totally. And because, you know, it's because we get caught up in comparing ourselves to other people, yeah. right? Like so-and-so is talking about their business and they have a multi-million dollar business or what have you. And... It's like, ooh, that sounds awesome. But it's, you know, it's the whole iceberg metaphor that I've seen you, you use a lot. Like we know it's, we can see what's going on above the water. We have no idea. We don't see what's going on below the water, meaning like behind the scenes of the business. We don't know how stressed out that business owner is or what their life looks like or anything like that. So it's be careful what we, what we start to aspire to want in our business. And, you know, the whole ego discussion is so it's so on point. I've had lots of conversations with like members of my accelerator coaching program where they, they say like, yeah, I want a seven figure business. Or I had one recently passed in the past few months here in 2020, where they were like, I want to be a quote unquote influencer. And so it's like, all right, well, what does that mean to you? And, and then it's, then they just, once it, once we really get to the meat and heart of what they're looking for, because an influencer, like they're out there, like they're showing up, they're showing up on video, like they're doing, they're putting out content, they're forward facing all this other stuff. And then they're like, well, wait, no, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to do that. I don't want the pressure of that. Yeah. It's it, like, it, there is a pressure the, on the real it. why. Yeah, there is. And I think even, I think it's fascinating, like watching because i've seen so many people like literally what feels like have meteoric or even just like you know sh really sharp starts right mm -hmm. shoot up and watch their watch their life or their yep. world implode yep and so like it's it's really fascinating from the sense of for me it's almost like the they're doing 
is not coming out of their being. So their doing is running too fast than their being. And so because they haven't, or they're doing, they're just trying to keep up a certain image then and who, but who they're being, their soul, who they are, you know, their, their thinking, their philosophy is actually empty. Like it actually empties out because of all the doing that they've done. Um, I'm curious to know, like, how do you gauge that in you? And like, what are some things that you work on in your mindset and have actually seen been helpful for you Mm. to really um, like, you know, cause I know it's a challenge for everyone, like at all different levels, like how do you keep your head like in a good game or when you find yourself in a bad spot, how do you find yourself getting out of that? Well, I mean, we could do a whole episode just on this topic here. <laughs> Dude, like, like 100%. I mean, mindset for me is, and I like to tell my students and talk about and stuff like, like for me, like 80% of the success of your business is mindset in my, and in, in for me, like, 80% and then 20% tactics and strategies and all that stuff. Like you can have like build great funnels and all this other stuff, but if, which are going to get you far, but if you don't have the right mindset, they're only going to get you so far. Mm-hmm. And for me, the mindset is something that I've struggled with over the years. I remember in 2015, I think it was. Yeah. 2015 it was five years ago, maybe 2016. It was 2016. Um, where like I, I hit rock bottom. I'll never forget. We'd moved down to San Diego from LA and I was miserable. I was working so hard and granted I would, this, the business was successful, but I was working nonstop and I was just, again, trying, trying, trying so hard. And granted, yes, we were having success, but I was, I was miserable in the process. I know exactly what that feels like, dude. Yeah. yeah. But, sorry. Yeah. Like, keep going. Yeah. I, 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 you know, the stress, like I've, I have, um, uh, eczema, I've had eczema, you know, my entire life and yeah. stress and all that stuff really exacerbates right. it. And I'll never forget that like, it was really bad and I was miserable and I was just not feeling, and I just was like, what am I doing? And I was just, I was like pondering like the hell am I doing here on earth and all this other stuff, like really, really deep, like dark stuff for me. And you know, then it was just a, just a, like a constant quest and work in progress to work on the mindset part. And even to this day, I'm so much better than I was, but it, it's, it's number one, getting over, like you said earlier, Colin, it's like getting over the ego of a number, right? Like what is the business that you want to build? And I say like, for everybody listening, what is the business that, and so I had to think about that, especially when my daughter came along, it's like, what is the business I want to build? And what kind of impact do I want to have? And so as far as the mindset goes, like I have, I have coaches like myself, I have, I have lots of coaches for different types of things. So like I have a, you know, like a business mindset, um, and actually business mindset and productivity coach. Yep. I have, like, I have a therapist who's like just a general kind of therapist. Yep. You and I are in, in, a, in a mastermind together with a whole bunch of other amazing people. Yeah. That's helpful for me. Yeah. Um, and then as far as the other, other things that I do, I'm always reading some form of mindset book. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually reading the book uh, right now. I just started it called Mindset by Carol Dwork, I think is okay. D-W-E-R-K, which I'm only about 30 pages in so far. And I've heard really good things. We've had, we have mutual friends that have recommended as well. And it's really, really good. But I also get into the whole law of attraction, and Abraham Hicks and all that stuff. And I read and listen to all that almost on a daily basis. So the mindset is just, you know, I know that if I'm coming from a, um, a clear place, I'm going to create better work and show up better, not only for myself, but for my family, for my audience. I mean, you and I were just talking about, you took a break last week. I mean, at the time recording this, you took a, you shut your phone off for a week and you came back and you were like, I just so needed that. I'm so much fresher. Like, so it, I just think the mindset part is just in a, in a, a complete never ending journey. And I mean that in a good way, meaning like we're, it should be progress. It's always work. Cause once you, once you level up quote unquote in your mindset, now you have another layer of mindset and level of mindset. <laughs> it never ends. Yeah, like totally. So, yeah. And then it kind of looks differently because like one of the things I've been looking at a lot lately is what is an emotionally healthy 
leader look like? I've just started reading a book called The Emotionally Healthy Leader. And I've really been challenged a lot recently. And because he talks a lot about how, you know, he's like, if you're single or you're married, and he's like, if your business or your life is more, he's like, focus on your business. If your business is negatively affecting your marriage, you should really question whether you should be running your business or, or running a business in that way. Um, and it's like really just really confronting and challenging going far out. Like what type of life, you know, you've got a young daughter, um, you know, like, you know, wife, like what type of life do I want to live and what do I want to create in there, in there? The emotionally healthy leader. I like that. I'm going to write that down one. Definitely check that out. Yeah. Because again, it goes back to like, what is number one? Why are you doing what you're doing in your business? Why are you building what you're building? And then number two, how do you want it to look like? Right. And you and I were talking because I'd said to you, like, I haven't taken like I haven't shut my phone off for a weekend, let alone for a week. Like, well, I did. I did a post on Instagram. Yeah. Two days ago, I asked a a poll. I said, (laughs) how many people have shut their phone off for more than 24 hours? And dude, it was like it was like 78 percent to like, you know, whatever, 20 something percent. Yeah. It was crazy of how many people who haven't. And and I mean, I've only just started that practice. Like, oh, there is no, like, well, I've just started to do it. But yeah. But I think it's, it's just, I love it. Cause like, I'm like, you're challenging me to do it. And I think it's, I think it's easier said than done from a perspective of doing it. I don't mean like it's easier while you're doing it, like during the day or during the <laughs> so weekend true. or during the week. You're like, like desperate to check it. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but like saying like, you know what, next Saturday and Sunday, for example, I'm going to shut my phone off. Mm. Like it's just making a decision to do it. Now, then the mindset part really comes in while like during that Saturday and Sunday. But it's an interesting thing about like to look at like what's coming up for you, right? Like while the phone's off and you're like, ooh, I got to check Slack or I want to check my email or I want to check whatever. Like, well, why? Like where is that thought coming from? And I think that that can really shine light a lot on how you think about the business and your life and how you show up in the business and and that sort of thing. Yeah, so true. Uh, I want to know about you've had, you've been really shifting and focusing on, and it's something that's always been there, but something that you've really become obsessed about this, this idea of optimization. So talk to us about what, what does optimization mean? What does that look like? What does it look like for the, your students and all that sort of stuff? This is a term that actually came from our mastermind mm-hmm. where we had um, a virtual retreat uh, in May. And, you know, it's something that's been kind of gnawing at me for a year, almost a year and a half now, where I've been doing solely Facebook and Instagram ads, well, Instagram ads later because when they came along, but like Facebook ads, so to speak, for five years. Yeah. And like I can teach Facebook ads to anybody. And so, and I, I am very like thankful that it is a gift of mine. I can break down the complex stuff about that, about when it comes to advertising and teach it in a very clear, clear way. But like, I just kind of got, you know, I've been doing it for a long time. You just want something, something different. And, and I was looking for something outside it to be able to focus on in addition to that. Mm -hmm. And what happened was, was I was doing a group coaching um, program. And at one of the live retreats, this is a couple of years ago where what I was finding was, was people were coming into the program saying that I need help with my ads and all this, you know, like I'm not growing because of my ads, yeah. but when we really dove into it, it wasn't the ads at all. And, and it was the discussions that we were having in the, in the program were actually maybe like 20% ads, 80%, all this other stuff mm. mindset. And wait, you don't even understand your audience. So like, how can you do ads if you don't understand your audience? So it's just, and so I started to focus more on those other things. And I decided to, to first focus or first introduce this new content on my podcast. And I started talking about mindset. I started talking about, um, you know, offers and copywriting and all this other stuff. And I started just to kind of, kind of like weave it into the normal quote unquote ads episodes but I didn't tell anybody I was doing it. I was just sort of doing it to see if there was a reaction. 
and to see if like I saw a, a dip in downloads, frankly. And I didn't, I didn't see any kind of dip. I actually got great feedback from people. So it wasn't until the fall of 2019 that I changed the name of the podcast from the art of paid traffic to the art of online business, because I felt like that was a start of this is what I'm focusing on that ads are just one piece of the puzzle of your business. Yeah. Because once are they critical? Yes. And, and it's how I built my business. Like we talked about earlier, but once you get them going, they introduce a whole host of other things, mm -hmm. right? Like, like what's your flagship offer? Like, do you, you know, like talk about complexity in your business and simplicity in your team and automation and systems, all the other stuff. And that's what I loved talking about in addition to the ads. And so, but I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know what that was called. I didn't, you know, just like what separates me. And it was literally, we're recording this in t middle ish of June, 2020. And so a little over a month ago, not that long, that long ago, I brought this to the group and, and the term optimization came up, like being the yeah. optimized guy. And I, that like just so clicked with me and it felt so good because I was like, yes, like, it just, it just sort of put a label on what I do for my students in mm -hmm. that they, most of them are stuck, right? And you mentioned earlier, like we all have blind spots. We, every one of us, because we're so close to our own stuff, but like external set of eyes from somebody who's been there and done that and built a successful online business, you know, it's much easier to see what is missing or what they're doing wrong or what could be improved or what have you. And, you know, in nine times out of 10, it's not the thing that the person thinks that is wrong is actually the challenge. Mm -hmm. Like they think like, oh, again, coming back to it, it's like, oh, my, my ads aren't converting. So I need help with my ads. Well, no, what you really need help with is a, your mindset around testing and B, you don't even understand your target audience very well. So how can you run ads to them? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so, so that's what my business is centered on now is like I help online experts optimize their online business to either six or seven figures. Yeah. And, and I have two programs and it's become simpler in my business. It's like you're either here and you're trying to get to here or you're here and you're trying to get to here. Hmm. And so I help them optimize like that's the key word. So optimize meaning we look at your overall business and figure out what are the areas that you need to focus on that are going to have the biggest impact on growing your business. And we help them remove that roadblock and hmm. speed up their moment, their momentum in their business. It's cool seeing this like evolution in you and I'll, I'll make some observations that I think people will find valuable um, that I watch people who have a lot of success in the expert industry and people who don't. So you started out as the Facebook ads guy and you got to a, a tipping point where you were like, I'm kind of done just talking about that. I want yeah. to talk about a bigger topic, but you also talked about that topic yep. for long enough that as Malcolm Gladwell will say, you hit a tipping point mm -hmm. um, and you became, I was just doing a training recently in our mastermind on this on, you became a market leader. You became yeah. a market leader. You became a name because you hit that tipping point. So the first thing is like before you went broad, you, you went narrow. Yeah, for sure. And that was scary for me too. It's so and scary, that, like, isn't it? I mean, and I hate using the word pivot because I feel like it gets thrown around a lot. And I don't think, I don't think it's, I, I think I just put more structure into what I was already doing and sort of what I evolved into. That was scary, but it's worked out really well. Dude, this is one of the biggest fears I think that is out there. Cause I know for me, um, I mean, you know, a little bit about my journey. Mm -hmm. Like I was a professional speaker for about eight years, talked on lots of different topics. And do you know what's fascinating? I've, I was, and another observation with you was uh, that it's so true that if you want to run a six figure business, you have about nine products. If you want to yeah. run a seven figure business, you have about one or two. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that exactly. so funny? Yeah. It's it's, such <laughs> but, but it, but it's counterintuitive to what we think, right? We're like, Oh wait, we want to grow our revenue. So we need 17 products and we need three little offers over here and this and that. And it's like, no, like, holy cow. Simplify it's so, it down. <laughs> so it's simplifying it down. But I've watched you like, cause optimization is a broader term, mm -hmm. right? It, then Facebook ads. But I love that. Um, 
you you lead with Facebook ads originally, which is, and I'm reflecting on even our business, is when it the moment I decided I teach selling on stage and webinar, that that I don't just teach speaking, it's selling on stage yeah. and webinar. The moment I like put that beachhead in and went like narrow, similar to you, like narrow, yeah. my business just exploded. Yeah, because you're looking at the benefit of what somebody wants to do and accomplish by speaking on like a physical stage mm. or on video or on webinar. Like, why are they doing it, right? Like they're doing it for a couple of different reasons, but the, the probably the biggest reason, you tell, like, correct me if I'm wrong, is they want to sell more. Like you oh, do totally. a webinar, not just to perform, but to get totally. like, a good webinar, yeah. <laughs> but like you have a goal in you mind. You get a bunch and, of nice emails saying, oh, I love the webinar, thanks for the yeah. information. Yeah, and you're <laughs> like, it. oh wait, where are my sales? That's the goal, right? And so you you clarified that, you honed in on that, and it's like, boom, that's what clicks for people. Yeah, and, and I've watched, like that's what I'm reflecting on your journey is like you went narrow, now that gives you permission to go broader. Mm. And yeah, it's a good point. You yep. know, like, cause if you started out as when I'm reflecting on you, like you started out as the optimization guy, that's like a broader term, but now you've got a name in the market. You're a market leader in a certain area. They enter through your Facebook ads. Um, yes. What's the name of your Facebook ads course? Well, see that's so <clears throat> right now it's called foundations. Yeah. But that's one part of the evolution here is that, I realized that people were coming into foundations and getting results, but what a lot of them were missing to our point we were talking about earlier was when they weren't getting results, it was because they were missing all these other things. Like mm. they didn't even understand their target audience. So how do they have a lead magnet that's gonna convert? Like I can teach them ads and how to run ads properly, but you need this other stuff in order to do it, to do it correctly. So what I'm doing, I'm literally in the process of right now, and I'm launching it this fall is I'm building out foundations to include, yes, the ads course, but all the other stuff that an online expert needs to get to, to optimize quote unquote, their business to six figures, you know, the offer audience messaging, hiring your first part, like all that stuff. Yeah. And, and, and so that's, what's exciting for me. And I just want to mention, go back to that point real quick that we were talking about earlier. Colin is like, when you have that fear around making a change in your business, this is where the ego part comes in, right? Cause like I knew that I could continue growing by teach, continuing to teach ads, like yeah. no problem. But I, it wasn't making me super happy. Like I was making me happy, but there was so much more that I wanted to do and teach. And so it was like, all right, well during this quote unquote restructuring the evolution of the business here, we might take a little bit of a hit revenue wise while we go through this, but A, I'm so much happier and B, I know that when these things are all aligning, which are gonna be in a matter of months, boom, there's like, I'm gonna slingshot again forward. Mm. So I'm like removing the ego part because this is making me happier so that I can focus on how I really wanna serve people. And that's where I think a lot of people get, you know, you're right, like start off, narrow first and then if you want to expand out from there um but it's also begged the question and a lot of people have asked me this is like well what now that you're a little bit little bit broader like what separates you from other people right who are just like a business coach or what have you and and to your point about like starting off with a narrow focus and becoming an expert in ads there aren't too many people, overall business coaches, who can coach on all the different aspects of the business and teach you how to do ads and dial in your ads. That's one, you know, that's the separating factor, a separating factor. For it me. is harder to find that distinction. And I think that like, I mean, and one thing I do need to reflect on you, because a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people see certain people and they're like, Oh my gosh, they're like came out of nowhere. And they're like, they've yeah. blown up like similar to you. Right. Um, when I say, you know, like four years, it's, that's a short term sure. period. Right. But it's like, you always look at their history. It's like you had, you know, how many years or decades in advertising and just understanding what an audience yeah. is, what they need, how to hit hot buttons or like the, the depth of knowledge that you bring to your expertise 
is so much deeper than what people kind of understand. And so, yeah, I, like I'm curious as to like, what have you seen with like your students? What has been some of the defining factors of them when they really step up, like, and even some of their backgrounds and what you've noticed? It's, it's a hundred percent mindset, dude. It really is. And taking action because they're all experts in their individual mm. fields, but it, it's a mindset from the perspective of like playing the game. And I know that you and I have talked about this a lot and, and we've learned a lot about it over the years. It's like playing the game of our business. Like it's already accomplished. Mm-hmm. Like it's already, whatever we want to accomplish in the business is already done. Now people might be like, well, wait, what the heck does that mean? It's like, it's just like, you know what? All right. Let's just say you want a six figure business. Okay, cool. Done. Like in your business, you're like you, and you work from that perspective meaning like, all right, well, what, how would a six figure entrepreneur or CEO of their business be like you mentioned before, like how would they act? How would they show up in their business every day? And normally the response is like, well, I have no idea because I'm not there yet. (laughs) Right. And it's like, well, yeah, you could probably, you can maybe a look at other people and say, and and see how they're showing up or how they're acting and their confidence. But you can also look at like, all right, well, what are some of the things that I think I need to do or to be. So like probably confident, probably decisive, probably believing in myself, like all this, you know, you can empowerful. And I don't mean that like in a negative way. I mean like, so you can kind of like, all right, well, how do I show up in a confident way? Like, so you can start to, you know, what are the actions that, that those things allow me to do? Meaning like, all right, I'm going to show up for my audience on, whatever, I'm going to do a podcast or I'm going to do videos or Instagram live, whatever it is. Mm. And so I think that's the big thing that I've seen with my students is that they're all experts in there, you know, but they, they get so frustrated when something like talk about overnight success, like something doesn't work in three days. Like, wait, this lead magnet isn't working or my webinar launch, like no one bought or whatever. Okay, cool. Why? Like what happened? Like, and I'm a big, I talk, talk about optimizing, like what do the stats tell you Yeah. so that you can focus on. I've learned that a lot from you is like looking at the data, looking at the stats. Um, and I think you do that a lot in our mastermind. Like you bring people back to what's the story the numbers are telling. And then, which kind of takes ego out of it as well. Like it's a clean, it's a clean view of it. Yeah. Like we just had a conversation with somebody today in our mastermind that they were like, they have a membership program and they're looking at retention numbers. And when there's a churn rate and they find out why people are leaving the membership and they, they give the number one reason. And then that person says, okay, cool. I'm going to fix that. Or I'm going to try something for this. It's not really a problem for us to do it. Cool. But then they were looking for other things to do as well. And it's like, well, wait a minute, let's implement a fix to the number one reason why people are leaving the membership and stop there. Like see what happens with that because you might not even have to do all those other things that might solve the problem. Like one of my students posted in in our group this morning saying, um, and it's, I know that you see this too. It's like, it's all the power of the question that they're asking. And this person was asking, and this person has had a hard time getting traction with their webinar. And so they were saying like, my, do you think I should change up my, my stay till the end bonus? And it was like, this is the bonus that for people who say to the end of the Q and a, right? Like, well, I said, a number one, so few people actually stay to the end of the Q and a <laughs> number two, is that even a problem? Right? Like what are the stats telling you about the webinar? Because if people are dropping off in the first 10 minutes, the, the, the state of the end webinar or the uh, bonus is irrelevant. Like focus on the first 10, like getting, you probably got a crap webinar. It's probably got nothing to do with the bonus. Right. Exactly. So it's like, it's, it's getting that again, a blind spot, right? It's like yeah, totally getting that. And that's a mindset thing because we think it's one thing, but we have to be open to looking at the overall picture mm. and having the right mindset to be able to like, you know what, this is a process. This is not going to be an overnight thing. It takes time. And as long as I stick to it and keep trying. Now, the other thing too, is this person also posted, we were saying like, all right, what are you working on this week? What are you excited about? 
and they said getting that they're starting a new lead magnet or whatever and they were like getting this lead magnet now i post I, I commented i'm kind of a, a little bit of a smart ass sometimes <laughs> i said wait didn't we talk about that like three four weeks ago i'm like why are we just doing it now you know what i mean like yeah. the lead magnet doesn't have to be if we're if we're spending this much time and overthinking it we're doing something wrong <laughs> So again, that's a mindset thing. Is just Wait, like, dude, that action, that ability to take action and yeah. then get feedback and refine it is is so true. I mean, I find that with with ourselves from stage students, like. But but that's a mindset too, right? Dude, like because yeah. if if we take action, well, number one, we're afraid to take action because what if it fails? "Quote unquote fails." What if it doesn't mm-hmm. work? And so then then it's what we make that mean about us. Like we are a failure. No, you're not a failure. Just what you did for that, whatever you, whatever you just put into play didn't work. It needs to be improved. Okay. Like again, mindset, like, do, like, all right, why didn't it work? Well, my landing page conversion rate was whatever, 7%. Okay. There's a, there's a, there's a problem between landing page and the ad or what happened? So you know what I mean? Like, I, it's like, and make a change and move forward. Like, like keep doing it. I was listening to a Russell Brunson podcast the other day, actually. And dude, he just nailed it. He was actually talking about, he goes, a lot of people think that, you know, when I launch a funnel or when like Dean Graziosi launches a funnel, it's like, as soon as you launch it, it's like, boom, it's just making millions of dollars. It's like yeah. converting at 98%. It's like right. out of control. And he's like, He's like, every second funnel I've launched <laughs> just bombs. Yeah. And then he's like, I know I want to keep the funnel, but he's like, I'm in there and I'm refining it and I'm tweaking it. And I'm like, he's like the, the, part, the person who is more willing and faster at getting yeah. into and refining it, getting feedback, reading the numbers well, all that sort of say, stuff wins. Yeah. yeah. Looking at the data and don't, getting, don't, don't be getting emotional about it. Like, mm-hmm. And we often get times get, we, we get married to, you know, we'll just use a lead magnet or, or a, a small offer. Well, let's just say we're, I don't know, whatever, $7 offer. We want and $7 no abs. Yeah. Like whatever, like, okay, <laughs> no one's buying it. Okay, cool. Like why we get to look at why what's like, where are the, what are the stats telling us? And don't be like, wait, wait I'm, it's kind of like, don't get caught to caught into like pushing a, a square peg in a round hole. Mm. Right. Mm. Maybe that is the right offer. Maybe it's not, but use the data to dictate, what you do. Don't get emotional about like, Oh, I have to run this thing. I have to do this one thing. Well, maybe again, maybe that is the right thing to do, but like use the data again, this all comes back to mindset and what you're saying about, about Russell's episode there. Like that's a mindset thing. Number one, it right? is like, like, Oh, I'm, like, cause he could have said, Oh, only one of my, only one of my funnels out of three funnels is working. I can't, I'm like, I'm really bad at this. I'm a failure. So like, all right. Well, again, that's a mindset thing. And then it becomes tactical and strategic. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I want to know, because obviously like you've spent many years in Facebook ads, mm. where are you seeing Facebook ads kind of going the future of it? Like, what are you seeing? And even like right now, what are you finding is working well and you think is going to work m- more and more well into the future? Video. Video has been, and I say that, I don't, I don't mean to sigh as I say that just because video is just, it's what video, the capabilities that you have both on Facebook and Instagram, whether it's in the, you know, in the Facebook, in the Facebook newsfeed, Facebook stories, Facebook live, Instagram stories, Instagram, you know, like all the, you have amazing opportunities for ads on the video side and what it allows you to do is, is, is a few different things. Like number one, it's a very inexpensive way to test audiences. So like you can do a video view campaign and pay a penny per view, for example, of 15 seconds. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, literally. And then you can test out which audiences are performing the best for you. Like, okay, cool. Like that's a really inexpensive way to do it. No. So that's number one. Number two is you get to build engagement audiences of people watching the videos. So like, let's just say you have a, I don't know, 90 second video and somebody watches say, you know, 50% of that video. That's a pretty engaged person considering that they're sitting there and watching it. And I'm like, I'm like holding my, holding my, holding my probably hand sitting on the toilet with the phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> watching video. Watching it. <laughs> but, and like, you know, if somebody sits there and watches it for 45 seconds, that's a pretty engaged person. Well, 
by them showing that much engagement, we get that t- tells we get to build an audience of those people. Mm. So like here's our here's our. <laughs> like, can I can I just press pause and say totally. how funny is it that we consider someone forty five seconds as being like sad, highly right? highly engaged? Isn't yeah. that crazy? It's but sad. it's like it's true, like yeah. what you're saying. But it's like, is it? And, and I think that comes back to like. Um, cause I know you talk a lot about like getting people's attention and like stopping people's scroll and all yep. that sort of stuff. Like, are you finding videos working better in general for that sort of stuff or like video works? Yeah. But, but I like every, I mean, that's the million dollar question is people are like, mm. well, what works better? You do have to test, you know, yeah. like we have oh. lots of campaigns where just standard types of images work better than video. Same as us. Yeah. yeah. But, but you don't know that until you test it. Right. And it's again, mindset thing keep going back to it because if we're just like oh no i'm only going to do video like well wait a minute mm. you're not even testing this over here to see what works better um but there's just so much you know and and you know we also don't know down the road from like a privacy perspective what's going to happen with like right now we have the ability to upload an email list or a list of buyers into facebook who knows if that changes down the, down the road right yeah. so we can build those audiences through video and just, and, and get and build those custom audiences, you know, and then look like audiences. Like, so as far as like what's working and what we've seen really, really progressed over the past, especially over the past year, maybe year and a half is the, the accuracy, if you will, of the algorithm, the Facebook algorithm for the lookalike audiences. So for people who don't know what look like audiences, it's a, you know, you take your, I call it a base audience. So your email list or your video engages or your Instagram profile engagers or what have you. And you, you tell face, you create a lookalike audience. And what you're da- doing essentially is telling Facebook, Hey, go find me more people on Facebook and Instagram who are similar to the people who are taking this action or, or who are on my email list. And so as you might imagine, Colin, and we've talked about this before, it's like probably the best look like you can create is a lit from all your buyers. Mm. So let's just say you have a thousand buyers and those are people who have taken out their credit card and you can create a lookalike audience of those people. Now you're saying, go find me more people who are similar, who have similar attributes to the people who have bought from me. Like, cool. Like that's where, and you can create different percentages not to go down this, this road, but lookalike audiences work really, really well. But yes, building up those, as Facebook calls them, custom audiences, like the video engagers and, and that sort of thing. So video, absolutely. But don't get, again, too married to, I can only do video or I, I should only do video. Test out you know, standard images and stuff like that. And the final thing here, Colin, is that Instagram story videos and Facebook story videos are still very much underutilized by advertisers. And so it's a supply and demand thing. The supply is huge. The demand is not very big still. And so the cost is, and I don't know about you, but like we see generally some of our best results come from our Instagram story ads. So, um, if you're not doing Instagram story ads, definitely be doing IG story ads. Love it. Love it. Uh, in terms of like, let's say there's someone who's running an expert business. Let's say they're making around a hundred thousand dollars or just under that. Um, and you could go back to that version of you when you were kind of just starting, Mm. like what, what advice would you give them? Like, would it be, Hey dude, you got to nail your ads or you got to like nail your offer. Like what advice would you give them? And even philosophy wise, would you give them in that space? It's the whole cliche, especially, I mean, this is, I talk about mindset earlier, like something I think about a lot and, and, and I have to remind myself a lot too. Um, and there's a great book on this and I'm totally blanking. I'll think of it, but it's the whole cliche. It's, it's the journey, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like, so again, those first four years of trying to get to seven figures, because I decided like, I, I'll make it. I've made it when I hit that number, which is completely not true. Did someone give you a badge or something? <laughs> exactly. I got a, I got a certificate in the mail. Did, did Kajabi give you a badge? Like or something? Go on my website. You'll see the, you'll see, you'll the, see, you'll the, see badge. the badge. Um, but it's like, you know, uh, it, it is the journey. Like if I went back to, you know, so I did for six figures in that first year. If I were to go back to the end of 2014, it was slow the heck down and enjoy what I'm building and, 
and why I'm building it. Mm. And I would think, I would say at that point to myself is learn how to be a better leader um, from my, from the business perspective. I don't mean like to my audience, but like as I'm building a team mm. and you and I talked about this before we get recording, like I don't want a big team anymore. Like, and I'm, and I'm actually hiring now. Like I want a few really solid, awesome, you know, cliche a players. Right. But learning even back then how to be a better leader for within my business and how I show up in the business mm -hmm. in that way, I would t totally focus on that. Cause I didn't focus on that till years later. So why, why are you building your business now? Um, it's funny because not funny, but it's, I literally in the past four weeks have gotten clarity on my deeper purpose. Again, the first four years, it was like, I just want to make money and I want freedom, right? Yeah. Which, which is nothing wrong with that. If someone's building a business for that reason, awesome. Totally. Like go for it, go for it. Um, for me, like I, I did that, but then again, my daughter came along and, and so I've thought a lot more about, and I, and I still like, I still want to make a lot of money, still want the freedom, but there is a deeper purpose that I've become clear on. And that is I, so like, I love the stories from my students when they tell me they're like, I, you know, whatever I paid cash for my dream house for my family. And it's all because of what I learned from you. Mm. Or I was able to retire my husband and you know we're able to do this or or what have you you know i love those love those stories and that is why i do what i do but what i've also become super clear on especially now having a daughter she's 18 months old now i grew up in a small town in new hampshire my dad a very blue collar family my dad was an auto mechanic and my mom uh early on in my life she was a pediatric nurse and then she became completely different, uh, a school librarian. And so I don't know. That's a pivot. That's a quite a pivot. That's she knows pivot. how to pivot. That is a pivot right there. And so, you know, we, you know, money was very lack mentality, limited mindset, money doesn't grow on trees, all that stuff. You know, so many people can relate to that. I'll also never forget one day I was sitting in the, um, sitting in the, um, in the living room at my, at my, where I grew up and my dad came walking in from after his shift. He, so he worked at, a, at, the, at the local shipyard. And so he did shift work. And he came in and he was in his like blue, whatever, coveralls, you know, that mechanics wears a lot. And he was like hunched. I'll wear them most days. <laughs> yeah, like, they look good right now, man. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like he was Sorry. all hunched over because he was like, he was physically hurting from just leaning over cars and trucks all day. Yeah. And he was just in so much pain and he was diagnosed with colon cancer at 45 and he passed away at 55. So when I was 25, he passed away. Wow. And I, I, to this day, very much believe that the stress around his job shortened his life. And so between me seeing that, like growing up, seeing that stress around because of his job and combined with the money mentality and mindset growing up of lack and all this other scarcity and all this other stuff. That is my deeper purpose. Now I want to help online experts grow their online business so that they can be that example for their, for their kids, for their families, that money doesn't have to be hard to, to generate that. Like it's not a grow on trees kind of thing or the money can grow on trees. Like, I mean, figuratively, but like, it's not like, you know, super hard work and you have to work 18 hours a day and you know, that money can be easy to come by, by serving people and creating a lifestyle and a business that works for you. And you know, you're not killing yourself in the process. And so that's become my deeper purpose. And that's, that excites me because literally, like, as I mentioned, after six and a half years, I'm now clear on that, but it took me a while to get there. Right. Well, that's and, still a good six and a half years is easily <laughs> like that's a good time. <laughs> but, but that's the thing too, is like talk about comparing and, and, mm. and like overnight success is like you look at other people and you know, like, like Pat Flynn, you know, like mm. mutual, like Pat's yeah. one of my really good friends. He lives down the street from me here. You look at the business, but you forget that Pat's been doing this now for 10 years. So someone can easily 
comp- start comparing themselves to some other another person and be like, oh, but you forget how long someone's been there. You know what I mean? So like to your point, yeah, like six and a half years for me, realizing and becoming clear on the deeper purpose, it feels like a long time to me, huh. but in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that long, you know? <laughs> But I forget, so good, man. You forget that. No, it's it's great watching you. I mean, it's been cool because I feel like I met you and you were kind of still early in your journey in this yeah. when we first met in the mastermind and watched you grow and and go through different iterations and and just I mean continually step up and lead and just really be an awesome dude. So thanks, man. Um, and by the cool. way, real quick, let's sort of interrupt here. Yeah. That story I just told based on what I've learned from you, I am refining that story to be my signature story. Dude, I love that. So webinars, whenever I speak on stage, that's the signature story that I'm going to build around. I don't think we've talked about that. So all based on what I've learned from you and what you pushed me to do. So, cause I really haven't, like I've, I've had a signature story, but I was never really like, eh, that's really interesting. Or super unique, but no, that's, like that story right there. That is story, man, is awesome. Yeah. Dude, and it's like visual. Yeah. With your dad, it's visceral, yeah. like, because of the feeling. Like, I felt the feeling as soon as you went into it. I know, like, as the yeah. usual jokesters as we are, like, yeah, I yeah, jumped yeah. in and made a joke of it and then realized no, no, how no. serious it was. No, 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 totally, totally. <laughs> but, but it's like, dude, that's killed it. That was, yeah. so I that's, love that's, that. that's, and again, six and a half years to come up with a signature mm. story. But I needed all this stuff to happen in order to become, to have the clarity in all these things here. So good, man. So Love it. I um, want to know the, the kind of the one question I always ask my guests, yeah. um, and it's similar to what you've been talking about, but a little bit, little bit different, is when you get to the end of your life, let's say, you know, the end of your life, you're like 95, let's call it 112. Thank you. Um, yes. And... <laughs> And, and people are standing around talking about your life and talking yeah. about who you are and what you represented in their life. Friends, some colleagues, mm-hmm. maybe some clients, just people who were dear to you. Yeah. What, what, would you, what would you hope that they would say about you? It's so funny that you're asking this because I've actually been thinking about this exact question a lot lately. Because coming from a place of like, what would they say? You know, like, but now it's like, what do I want them to say? And yeah. Like, what would you want them to say? Yeah. And it, and it, it goes back to like, I want them to say that I had an impact on them. I, I was able to, whether it's my students, whether it's people close to me, you know, one of the things that I'm super proud of is that, you know, people, people say to me that I like your genuineness, your authenticity, like, I'm not a, you know, a dude who's going to stand in front of a Lambo and talk about whatever. Nothing wrong with that. Although we should do a shoot together with that. That would be pretty cool. (laughs) And there's a yellow Lambo in my neighborhood here that drives away. It's awesome. But, you know, just like that genuine authenticity who loves helping people. And if people can see that and know that I had an impact on their life in some way, then, and, and also too, like I want my daughter to be proud of her dad and the legacy that I've left from that perspective for her to, for her to know that her dad did those types of things. That's really the ultimate for me. Dude. I love that. I love that. We've covered some really cool topics from mindset to ads to legacy. We're all over the place. I love it. Optimization. Um, how do, how do people connect with you? Is there anything you want to give them? How do they connect? What's the best kind of ways? Obviously, you've got your podcast, which is The Art of Online Business. So guys, make sure to go and yeah. check out that. And where else? That's the best place to, you know, to, we are, at the time recording this, next week, we're going to have episode 400 Dude. on the podcast. And so, and we talk about all this stuff on the show. That's the best place to start. I'm at Rick Mulready on Instagram. RickMulready.com is my website. We've got a full redesign literally coming out next few weeks. And so, yeah, those would be the best places uh, to uh, start hop on the email list there. Love it. So the art of business, go and check that out and um, love your stuff, Rick. It's good being friends and uh, I'm excited about where where your business is going. Thanks dude. I appreciate you having me on here. Good, uh, good interviewer, man. (laughs) Love it. We'll talk soon. That's good. 
So I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Expert Edge. Now, before you go, I've got something really special for you because I know that you know how important your signature story is. It's the way in which you connect with your audience and move them to join your programs without being pushy and salesy. It's the reason why I teach so deeply about it in Sell From Stage Academy. Now, just recently, I created a really useful guide for you. It's called the Signature Story Guide. And what it's gonna do is gonna help you to discover your signature story and ask you some really pivotal questions on working out what signature story you should really be telling and then how to tell it. I want you to imagine your next webinar or your next Facebook Live or even your next live presentation and imagine yourself sharing a signature story that truly resonates with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Notice how good that's gonna feel. Notice how empowering that's gonna feel. Now, I really wanna help you out and I wanna actually give you this methodology for free. And it's really simple in how you actually grab it. All you need to do is go to the Expert Edge podcast, which you're listening to right now, and leave an honest written review about the value or the insight that you've got from one of the episodes. Now, before you submit it, all you need to do is take a screenshot of that review and obviously submit the review and then send that image on your phone to support at teamboyd.com. .co. In the subject line, if you can put Expert Edge Review, that'll help us as well. And so send that image to support at teamboy.co. That email address is in the show notes as well. With the subject line, Expert Edge Review. And our team's going to send you back this guide that is going to help you to discover and share your signature story so that you can connect with your audience and move them to join your programs. I hope this blesses you. I trust it will as you grow and develop your expert business. And I really look forward to reading your review. We'll speak to you soon.